This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. The following is a message from the Legal Eagles Network. Are you eligible for a monthly Social Security disability check? Did you know you've been paying for it your entire life out of every paycheck? You could be eligible for up to $3,000 a month. Here's managing partner Sam Pond. And I would suggest that the vast majority, not 100%, but pretty damn close, of all those members that are retiring from one of the building trades or another union, that they're eligible for a Social Security disability check when they retire at 50, 53, 55, 58, 60, even into their mid 60s or in the early 60s, and that that could pay them $36,000 per year. Let Pond Lee Hockey help you find the answers to this question. Are you eligible for Social Security Disability? You have nothing to lose except what you're entitled to receive. Go to PondLeeHockey.com. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. An Odyssey Station. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. And a good Saturday, everyone, and welcome into another edition of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. I'm Joe Krause. J. Doc has this Saturday off. This is the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, joining us for the full hour. A lot of ground uh, to cover uh, with Pat Eiding and a lot of topics to get into some discussion about. Uh, Pat, I welcome you into the President's Hour, um, but I do want to give you uh, the runway, sir, um, in this opening segment of the Labor Show and the President's Hour. Uh, the untimely death of President Trumka, uh, a close friend of yours, a colleague of yours, somebody that you've worked with so hard uh, on the labor movement. There are so many feelings I'm sure that you have, so many memories, so many thoughts, um, and I don't want to presume any of them. I just want to give you an open mic. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, there's so much going on, crazy times, but, you know, there's there's nothing that stands in the way of feelings, I don't think. And uh, when you, uh, you know, whether it's family or close friends or whatever, when you lose somebody, on a regular on a regular day it's it's a tough time and and it has to take precedence over all the other craziness with the pandemic and the virus and what have you but uh in some cases it stands out a little bit more and and i think uh, in rich trump president trump's case uh a shock to say the least uh you know he's one of those folks i guess you kind of look at like your father not that he was father to me but just that that strength of a person who you don't expect anything to happen to. You don't, you know, you expect them to be able to go off into the sunset and, and, uh, you know, with the, with the sun coming down behind them, not a phone call that says, uh, Hey, president Trump could pass away. And, uh, 
just with that solid comment, it's 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 it struck a, a a real note in our war, our movement. Uh, not just because Rich Trumka was a fantastic leader, uh, fantastic person, and we know he's a family person, family man. Uh, loved his family, happened to be with his family. When he passed, I guess that's the good and the bad of of, of untimely death. Uh, certainly, when folks are dying in a long time. It's great to have your family with you, but you don't expect to pass away in front of your family when you're on a, a holiday, a happy moment. But, uh, you know, the labor world's uh, come through some crazy times. You know, we get uh, we get shot at. We get uh, we get uh, called names. There's a whole lot of things that happens in the labor movement, you know, whatever tag you want, big labor bosses, all those things. Uh, I think the world will find out someday we're not just about putting a rat out on the street to protect our rights. We're about caring for people. And as I say here often, you know, don't talk about the community. We are the community. We live here. Our kids go to school here. We work here. We we eat in the restaurants. So uh, that's who we are. And I I say that importantly because I I think when somebody is important to us, as as Rich Tonka passes away so suddenly, it leaves an awful hole. Uh, it's 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 an awful hole. For, first of all, in everybody's heart, because he was that kind of a person. It kind of kind of got part of you. Uh, you know, my personal relationship with Rich was uh, kind of interesting because I came into this part of the labor world later in life, uh, being part of the building trades and still being part of the building trades here in Philadelphia for many years. Coming over to be able to, to lead the the labor movement in Philadelphia. I needed folks who who could reach out. And Rich, even though at the time he was Secretary Treasurer, not President, he was quick to reach out. And you know, President Sweeney also. I won't I won't take anything away from President Sweeney. Two different kinds of personalities, two kinds of leaders, but both great in what they did. And uh, there was an experience in my life that I I appreciate. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to visit with the family out in Pennsylvania when he passed away. And, and uh, uh, even though I knew him as well as I thought I knew him, I was taking, taken by the just the normalness of his lifestyle, where he came from, where he lived, where his family lived. And, and uh, you know, in, in those sections of Pennsylvania that, uh, you know, would be relative to going up around, uh, you know, Shemokin or those places up here in, in where we live. And, and uh not that I should have been surprised, but I, I guess a little bit because, you know, he was our leader. He was up there in front. He sat with presidents. He uh, he uh, advised presidents. He uh, he was able to transcend conversation with people not elected like Trump, who, you know, we, we, we don't have a whole lot of regard for. But uh, he was able to take a message for working people there and certainly in the great president we have now in, in relationship uh, some of the things he was moving were not only very important but dynamic and respected. Uh, they they are his legacy, and and we certainly uh, we have we have to make sure that uh, we don't let all that effort and all that great leadership go away. So um, publicly, I want to say what a great person I thought Rich Trumka was. Whether we were sitting in the back of a hotel having a cigar together or fighting walking down the streets of Market Street here in Philadelphia to let the people know that uh, we care about working people. So. Uh, gets a little emotional at times, but you know the good part about the labor movement is that we're, we're resilient. You know, we we talk about geez how strong we might have been in the day, but we are very strong, and our leadership makes that happen. And I think uh, it should be known that you know, Rich has left a, a tremendous legacy. He's left a tremendous job for us, 
but we're fortunate enough to have leadership to pick up the, the uh, mantle, if you will, and carry it forward. And, and our new president, uh, President Liz Shuler, who I've known for, for a long, long time, long before she uh, came with the national, uh, she was a leader and uh, working with uh, President Hill with the IBW. She was uh, a leader there that surfaced and, and got elected uh, secretary treasurer. Uh, I believe the first uh, female secretary treasurer, if I'm not mistaken, but definitely the first uh, president of the law of labor in this country uh, hasn't happened before. And so uh, she's picked it up without a hesitation to uh, to make sure that the labor movement doesn't fall back another step. Uh, we have some great things happening now, Joe, that are going on. And uh, I will tell you that I'm very comfortable with President Schuler carrying it. And uh, Fred Redman, who's a longstanding uh, vice president nationally with the, uh, the steelworkers, uh, has been elected as the secretary treasurer. And the leadership we have now in Washington, uh, not because of anything other reason, because of what evolved, but we now look like who we represent. And I, I think that's not a bad thing in this 21st century. Um, I think Rich Chunka made the, led the way for that, and, and John Sweeney and folks before him. But, you know, uh, more active in my career here with Rich than I was uh, with, you know, presidents in the past. So uh, God bless uh, Rich's family. God bless uh, him, quite honestly. And, uh, you know, publicly thank him for all he did and what he uh, has laid out for us. And as I said, when we go forward, I think some of his... Uh, some of his uh, footprints and handprints are going to be on things for a long time that are for good for the good of uh, working people. So um, with that, I will I'll even say a highlight that, you know, I want to talk at a, before we get off about a, a, a piece of legislation called the PRO Act that is uh, uh, something that President Trumpka has put together that already passed the House. We're trying to pass it to the Senate. And I think respectfully, I believe that that piece of legislation will get passed and it will be named the Rich Trumka Act. I don't know how they'll do it formally because, uh, you know, what the heck do I know? I'm just a construction worker. But uh, it'll be done properly and it will be, and it'll be well, well deserved for, for a, uh, a person who works so hard for working people coming out of the mines himself. Uh, if folks could see pictures of, of uh, Rich Trumka coming out of the mines, and then put it next to him, you know, uh, as this leader, you'd see, you know, the real Rich Trumpkin, where he comes from, and the, and the, uh, the the great the great person that he was. So uh, I'm going to be able to uh, slow down a little bit because I need to, <laughs> I need to recoup. I uh, I'm one of them sentimental Irish slobs, you know, to, to yeah, fall into good. it a little bit, you know. Yeah, but, no good stuff. We'll do this, Pat. Take a break on your and as we take our first commercial break here uh, on the labor show this is the president's hour with the president of the afl-cio pat eiding as we go into the commercial break here's some audio from the late richard trumka back in a moment mit did a study uh, and 60 million workers said that they would join a union today if given the chance They know that corporations are too strong. They know they're not getting a fair shake. They know the system isn't working for them. And they really do want to to join uh, the union uh, movement. And the PRO Act is a game changer that will allow that to happen. 
portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW 1776, and Sheet Metal Workers Local 19. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, long overdue. Great to sit down uh, with President Eiding as we bring you a full hour, hour number one uh, of the Labor Show. Jay Doc off tonight. He'll be back uh, the following week. Also, a little bit later on in the program, Pat, we'll talk with you about the return of the Labor Day Parade. So stay with us. We'll do that in uh, our final segment Uh, of the show. Pat, I want to bring you back into uh, the conversation and I want to touch again uh, one of the things that you referenced in the opening segment uh, of the show tonight uh, was the PRO Act. Uh, I want to spend a little bit of time on it. It's it's been so important um, and, and I know there's so much to it that we'll never cover uh, in the short amount of time that we have, but I think it's an appropriate place to start. Joe, you know, I think yeah, I thank you, and I, I think it's right, and I think it's only fitting, uh, you know, after kind of leaning off of, of our comments about President Trump, and of course introducing the world to President Shuler, because I think that's important. The other thing that you know we have, as I said earlier, coming on, we have to continue the work that uh, Rich started and what the movement we have for working people, and the Pro Act. Uh, Folks don't understand it, I'm sure, because they don't don't work in our world every day where we deal with working people and the problems they're having. But uh, the PRO Act, I guess commonly called the PRO Act, but it's to, to protect the right of, of, of org- to organize. And, you know, basically in that, that's to the right to organize and change what's happening in the organizing world or the rights of workers to be able to have the representation uh, maybe you know have someone speak for their for their fairness and collective bargaining, which is you know our mainstay in the, in the union world that uh, we live and die by fair collective bargaining and uh, once once achieved, we live by it both sides and that just makes a better world for everybody and and uh, you know this this would also direct itself to the national labor labor's act, which has really gotten itself away from protecting workers and quite honestly protecting businesses and I know there should be a balance in, a, in the in, you know in the world that we're in the capital capitalist world but uh, there's got to be rights both ways and this bill will do go a long way to bringing that back to where folks can if they desire if they desire to have a union not because somebody told them to have one but if they desire to have a union they should be able to take that vote together decide and get the respect from the employer not have threats from the employer about uh, they're going to be fired, that the world's going to come to an end if they join the union, all you're going to do is pay dues, all the negatives that they're allowed to do, and we're very limited in what we're allowed to do. So this will balance that play field. It'll allow, and I make this, I try to make this clear, Joe, who the heck the union is. It's not Pat Eiding, it's not John Doherty, it's not Ryan Boyer, it's the members. And the members decide that they want a union, that they don't want a union. Now, along the way, in the governance, there may be agreements and disagreements. That happens in all kinds of forms of life. You know, whether you're with the VFW, the American Legion, uh, you know, all those, all those kinds of things that have uh, collective decisions, democratic decisions, there's disagreements. 
But fundamentally, people have to understand without the will of the workers, there's no union. But the will of the workers should be heard. And if they want representation to try to bring our economy to some sort of a balance, you know, where we truly had a middle class at one time, not where we're headed now with the very rich and the very poor. And and so, you know, we, we can do that. And I think the PRO Act uh, right now is is a very timely time. Uh, you know, we've we've worked on this before. The you know the work, America, Workers' Free Choice Act back in the, the very early administration of President Obama. There's been other times. This act, I think, is balanced better. It's good for the it's good for businesses. It's good for employers. It's good for everybody who can come together and have a fair workplace, safe workplace, and you know a fair uh, economy for folks to raise their family, be able to have decent schools, dress dress their kids to go to school, maybe even in a rare case, go to a movie. You know, so the PRO Act is something that, that Rich Trump and his, his group put together, his leadership group. We have to carry that forward. I believe that if, uh, if some of the folks in the Senate, and I have to tell you that I've, uh, I've asked Pres- uh, Senate, excuse me, Senator Toomey, oftentimes we've asked, and, and not in a way of, of throwing things at him and calling them names, he's ready to leave his senator's position. Do something for your working people, your constituents, before you leave. Vote for the PRO Act. That's, that's the ask I've asked for this senator. And, you know, we disagree on a lot of things. But I have to tell you, I've sat down with Senator Toomey, and there's some things we can agree on. And this is one of the things I would ask him to agree on, to take care of working people before he leaves his position he's had for a long time. So the PRO Act is, is, is probably in a lot of people's minds, Joe, that it's strictly for union people. It's not. The PRO Act is for working people. So, I, you know, I, I emphasize that because I think it's very important. I'm thrilled to death that uh, we'll get this bill passed, and it'll be called the, the Rich Trumpka bill. However, I said before, they formalize it. But it, it's, the, it's the right thing to do to have it in his name, but it's even more so the right thing to do for working people. And you'll, you'll find if, if you know, as, as we work into this other conversation about the uh, – the, you know, the, the Jobs Act, as, as we call it around here, the Jobs Act, the infrastructure bill. Uh, you know, uh, last week I know the House uh, uh, approved, the, the, the Democratic House approved the budget that sets the groundwork for, for some of this legislation that can be done on the infrastructure. But all of that being done, if, if the workers who are going to perform the work when we pass the jobs bill, they have to have the, the decency of respect of a safe place and a decent wage. And so, you know, we'll talk a little bit what's going on right now about jobs, but that is uh, that is the thing I think that we uh, we get that finalized, then then we that's probably better than all the flowers in the world we could have sent to Rich Trump and his family because this is this is what he saw as an answer for working people, and that's from a man who walked out of the mines, went to Villanova, became a lawyer. And represented workers. Could be, you know, you can become a lawyer and become everything else. You don't have to represent workers for your whole life. So, uh, the PRO Act is very important, Joe. And I, I hope folks are hearing what I'm saying. This this piece of legislation is for all working people. Well done, so, well stated. Yeah, well done, well stated. I want to I want to ask you, Pat. We have about three minutes before we uh, push to the break, um, but I did want to ask you to uh, comment on it because, and here's why. Here's the context of asking for the comment. Um, had the conversation, you mentioned John Doherty and Ryan Boyer, had the conversation uh, with John Doherty on the John Doherty Hour, had the conversation with Ryan Boyer when Ryan Boyer uh, was a guest on the program. I truly believe 
that there has never been a time in my lifetime since I've been paying attention, there's never been a better time for workers to be part of a union and allow a union to look out, to provide, to care, and to do everything that a union does on behalf of their members. I truly believe that, Pat. Joe, listen, I, 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 I always enjoy when, when you express your feelings because you, you're expressing those feelings from life. You're expressing those feelings from, from the neighborhoods, where you live. Who, you, you encounter a whole lot of people that are not just union people. You know, I hope folks don't, don't think that you're, the, you're just the union broadcaster. You, you're, you're a radio person. You're a professional. And so when you say those things, I know that you've lived through this city of Philadelphia in areas where you see, for example, I know that you give coats out every, every uh, Christmas time to veterans and, and the other things that you do. But you do that because you're part of, the, part of the neighborhoods. And you recognize what working people can have. And they're not looking for the moon. They're not looking for everybody to drive a Mercedes. They just want it. Maybe they want a little bit of a little car, like, you know, I don't know what the cars are right now because they change so much. But, but even not, I mean, listen, I, I, I come from a family who, whose mother and father never owned a house. Father never had a driver's license because he couldn't afford a car. But we had a good living because he had a union job. And, and so even back then, and I'm talking then as, as a far back, but you, you're talking about great leadership. I, I think uh, uh, this respect for for leadership here in Philadelphia because they're, they're envy because they, they take a strong step in life, but they did that because they earned it. You know, uh, I read a great article last week about Ryan Boyer. Uh, ha- it had nothing to do but somebody putting him up on a pedestal. He worked and his father worked, and I knew his father, and worked to, to get that recognition, and he's continued working. But he does it taking care of other people. He's always, always trying to raise up his members. And if you look at the, you know, the, the laborers building they built on Broad Street, that's for the neighborhood. That's not for his union members. They're already there. This is for folks who can take another step up and better themselves. And if we have the PRO Act, we have the PRO Act, we can get more places for these folks to go to work. Folks who don't have a job now, folks who haven't graduated yet. And, and so, you know, the PRO Act will make it to a point and and I give examples. I I know that there's there's places of work that there's been elections a couple times for unions and it was voted out, and that's okay because the workers there didn't want it, not because the employer put so much pressure on them. And that's the difference, I think, of what the Pro Act will do for people. It'll give them the opportunity to have the voice that they're asking for, without somebody threatening to take their life away or their job away. It's the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. Pat Eiding, joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're halfway through the show on the other side of the break. We'll talk about jobs. We'll talk about infrastructure. And still to come, the Labor Day Parade returns in 2021. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, 
Pat Iding joining us for uh, the full hour, hour number one of the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. I, I don't say this often, Pat, but uh, Jay Doc's decided to take the week off, uh, so. <laughs> Hopefully he'll, hopefully he'll get his he'll get his tail back in town. I'm sure he will uh, for the uh, Labor Day parade. Again, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I do want to transition into some of our pre Our pre show prep uh, was about something that you wake up thinking about. You go through the day thinking about. You end your day thinking about. And perhaps even when you're out, um, you know, for a moment of relaxation, you're still thinking about it. And that is jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, all the conversation about the PRO Act, uh, it, it works even better when there's more work. And, and I have to tell you, we are going, through, why am I telling you, the whole world knows, we are going through some very, very strange times. We thought we, we thought we got there, and now, now we see ourselves slipping back as far as this, this, uh, uh, this uh, flu is, this kind of thing that we're going through. But the other part of it is there's, there's, there's talks about coming back economically. And I know every day you hear about uh, this, this, this organization can't get workers, that organization can't get workers. There's a comment I'll, I will make, and that, and that is in the industry of, of uh, uh, hotels and those kinds of things. I, I think there's a realization because of this time that uh, workers are valuable. And that realization has, you know, I know it's portrayed that people are staying out on unemployment because whatever. But I do know the realization is because the need, and especially the, the amount of hotels we have already and some others that are just coming about, the need for these workers to have respect for not just what they make, you know, hourly-wise, but how they respect it on the job, safety-wise, our management, you know, folks who have a, you know, a single parent, a young man or young woman has a child at home, has to balance out child care. And, and, you know, we worked real hard here in Philadelphia a couple of years ago to get fair hours for folks that so they know ahead of time what hours they have to work so they can have someone watch their child and or if they have two jobs maybe in cases. But what, what we're seeing in this industry now is folks are recognizing the value of workers and they're they're trying to compensate them accordingly, and that's not only with just with you know pay whatever pay they're getting, but and and you know benefits better hopefully a little bit, but just as important the safety on a job. And a lot of folks don't realize those kinds of jobs, with the hours that folks work and and sometimes in the heat of the rooms and those kinds of things. There's there's an awful lot to those jobs that's not recognized because you know folks who travel a lot they go in they get a room they leave hopefully they leave a a decent tip for the folks who took care of them but these people now are starting to be recognized as needed and with that folks are being compensated a little bit better so there is a world of jobs I will tell you right now for the world to know we need people at the Philadelphia shipyard. We need folks there. In fact, uh, the Philadelphia Works has set it up uh, with Delaware County Community College to teach people welding. There's no cost for the teaching. They don't get paid while they're going there, like an apprentice program. But from there, if they learn how to weld, they can go to the Philadelphia Shipyard and get a job. And and the the folks at the Philadelphia Shipyard will take them to another level of the welding needed. Those kinds of jobs are there. There's a tremendous need for folks at the ports. There's a tremendous need for folks who can fix diesel engines. There's a lot of people don't know this, and I, I work very closely with workforce, so I'm fortunate enough to, to be aware of all this. But there's another side of this 
that I think is being lost in the whole transition. And I know I got a little criticism the other day because I stood with the folks from IATSE and other folks whose industry and in, in the entertainment industry is still not back. And so the comment that people say, well, folks just want to stay on unemployment because they're getting more money, that money's going to run out in a couple of days. And when it runs out, those folks still won't be back in business. Now, there are folks, if people would just take a minute and put somebody in there, put themselves in other people's shoes, there are folks that might have 15, 20 years in that industry. And are they supposed to leave that and start an entry-level job when that industry is going to come back? They're just waiting for it to come back. They want to go back doing what they did. You know, whether they worked at a, with a theater, whether they worked building stages, whatever they did, that, that industry is not there, and those people are going to run out of unemployment. And so when I stand up and I say extend it, I don't know how they do it if they want to separate it. I don't know how you do that. But you got to keep in mind, even though there's folks who did the unemployment who have an opportunity to go to work, there's a lot of people who are still waiting to go back to their job, who want to go back to their job. They don't want to sit on unemployment. But in the meantime, they can lose everything while this interlude takes place. So, yes, I was out the other day fighting for more uh, extensions for the unemployment for the people who need it. And I think that the smarter people than me take a look at the numbers and who and what and where, they'll be able to see there's still a load of folks out there who want to go back to where their job was. Some of those cases, it won't be there. That's a different story. But where those jobs are going to be there in the entertainment business, they should have the right to be able to go back there and not lose everything while they're waiting for it to come back. So, uh, you know, it's not an explanation. and I'm not, you know, I'm not justifying anything more than what's right. So when folks on Twitter and those things, you know, have a little comment about, you know, yeah, they're out there just trying to get more. We're not trying to get more. We're trying to save somebody's life, somebody's family, until things get back, and things aren't back yet. It may sound that way because of the need for certain jobs, but there's other businesses that aren't back yet. And until we can all be there, we have to fight for we have to fight for everybody. And you know, I tell you, my job, I don't I don't pick who I fight for. I fight for whoever needs help. And you know, that's just the way I think it should be. So that's an area. There's a lot of jobs. I send that out publicly. There's a lot of jobs that uh, you know, Philadelphia Works is is a place that they could contact if they need that information. But people who have some skills, welding. As I said, uh, machine machine operators for the shipyard, those kinds of jobs, down at the, the ports, they need people, and definitely need people to be able to fix uh, diesel machines. So there are jobs, but there are also people waiting to get called back to an industry that hasn't gotten there yet. So uh, I hope I made that clear. That I, I, you know, when we when we fight for people, we fight for people in need, not just because uh, it looks good. These these folks with IATSE, they have been without any employment from the very beginning. From the very time they closed down a door of a theater or uh, any other entertainment business that was there, there's some coming back very small, very you know a little bit at a time, but it's not there yet. So I wanted to put that out. And uh, go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was just going to put an exclamation point on that by saying, "Boy, I hope the listening audience, I hope people consuming the President's Hour heard that." I hope they heard the message. You know, we've had Mike Barnes come on. We've had him talk about, you know, the devastation that, that, that they've had to go through because they, they want to go to work and they haven't had the ability to go to work. And I really hope uh, people heard your message, Pat, really good. 
good, uh, just good stuff and real. And for those commenting, uh, commenting, or or for those criticizing because that's you for because you took a stand, that's external noise. Disregard doesn't matter. Oh, listen, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you know, Joe, I got, I got, a, I got a couple of days of the dirt under my feet, so yeah, they yeah. have to go. <laughs> they have to go a long way. I'm not smart enough to be insulted. It's uh, you know, if you if you if you do that, you don't do this for for more than uh, two or three years. I'll tell you that. You just you know because that's who we are. Uh, listen, I'm thrilled to death when somebody recognizes that we're doing something right. Uh, and not just putting picket lines up because, uh, you know, picket lines are something that I hold near and dear to be able to fight for our right. But that's not just who we are. And you and I, we know through the many years that we've been on the radio together, uh, the, 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 the secret of all the stuff that unions do, members do, and pay for, uh, for other people is just uh, phenomenal. Uh, there'll probably be there'll probably be a book or something that, that maybe they could put on my stone, but uh, to to really emphasize the good work that's done every day. So it's not always screaming and hollering, but when the time comes that somebody's in need, and these folks are in need, they are still in need. We got to stand up and fight for them, and and I it's just it's only the right thing to do. And I'm glad I had this moment to let folks know. Uh, I don't make excuses for what I do, but I will explain many times what I do, so folks have a better understanding. The President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, joining us for the full hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll take our final commercial break. On the other side of the break, all the details about the return of the Labor Day Parade. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on Talk Radio 1210, this is the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, joining us. Great conversation uh, with Pat today. Covered a lot of ground, as promised. We're going to get into update information on the 34th annual Tri-State Labor Day Parade. But before uh, we get to that and finish up the show with conversation about the parade, Pat, uh, let's finish up the thought process. Let's jump into the Jobs Act a little bit. Uh, Start there, and then we'll finish up with the parade information. Absolutely, Joe. Thank you. I, and I said in the onset, there, there's an awful lot going on, and I, I apologize sometimes if I jump from one to the other or ramble, but uh, I, you know, I'm a little selfish. I try to squeeze as much in as I can in the hour. But the thing, the one thing that's, that's out there, I think, that is, is very important we talk about is the, uh, is the Jobs Act. I mean, that's a common name for us. It's the Infrastructure Act. There's, there's probably a whole lot of titles to it that that I don't usually put out, but we, we refer to it as the Jobs Act because it has such a big bearing on what's going on uh, in this country as far as uh, coming back from the pandemic, if we truly come back. We still don't know where we are with that, but certainly we, we're, we're a strong country. We, we're going to get through this somehow or another together. Uh, we'll stop fighting over who wears a mask and who gets vaccinated, and then we'll all be safe. But having said that and talked about the, uh, the PRO Act and the importance of it, the pieces of legislation that this president's put forward, and, and you know, we, we tentatively have the, the first leg of it passed in the Senate over to the House, and we hope back. And, you know, last week the, the House worked on the budget, so that's setting the groundwork. And I know all the infighting and everything, and I don't ever try to always understand that. I just know 
that if we have the Jobs Act and we have the jobs to go with infrastructure, rebuilding schools, just think of the schools in this city, kids in this city having a decent place, or everybody having a decent place to go to school, not just some people. And, you know, those kinds of things and the jobs it'll take. And if people only understand when, when the other side talks about too much money, too much money, the amount of money that will come back in, because part of the Jobs Act is a piece where things will be made in America. That's part of the act. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving you chapter and verse, but I'm giving you pieces that besides building roads and bridges, it's going to rebuild schools. It's going to make things internet for folks that, that don't have it. It's, it's there's so many different things, health and welfare. There's so many things in that act that are so much encompassing for this country. And the big thing about you know jobs, materials, and things made in America, it'll bring jobs here, and it'll be done where it'll be done where. The world won't close in one end and open another end. It will be done in a way that gets people to work, and as people go to work, we'll get more jobs here. And after roads are built and bridges are built, there'll still be jobs because we're making steel in America. You know, we'll maybe for, for some unknown reason, we'll be making the, uh, the solar panels here instead of China. You know, if, and the mining that we need for the solar panels, we'll do that here. This is all part of this bill, and I hope folks understand that, you know, this is not a, a tax and spend bill. This is this is a bring back America bill. And, you know, when you have jobs, people working in America and people paying taxes and being able to go to stores and spend money and do those things, you make your own country viable. You make your own country strong. You stop having to give in to China for everything you want. And, you know, and the businesses that ran to China, we make them come back here and give a break to somebody who makes something in America. You know, I was part of meetings years ago when a big automobile dealer said one time, what we ought to do is, is tax folks who, who make it in another country and give credit to people who do it here. Those are the kinds of things that are, are mixed up in this. And, and I'm not saying it technically, but they're mixed up in this. But the bottom line is, People in America go to work. Kids in America have a good place to go to school. Kids in America have a place to put in, a, if they're fortunate enough to have it, a computer, a, a laptop, whatever it is they have. We don't have that here in Philadelphia, evenly. I mean, anybody wants to be fair-minded, look around. We're building two brand-new charter schools down by the Thacone Bridge and then go up to 17th and, and uh, Cecil B. Moore and see what the hell the school looks like there. The kids are going to school. And this is what this bill does. It puts us, it puts us in a... We're not taking a penny away, as far as I'm concerned, from the millionaires. They'll still be billionaires. But the middle class will have a place to send their kids where they can go and have a, a decent place to learn, where the teachers have a decent place to teach. You know, it's not just the building construction stuff. It's other stuff. So, you know, I have to, I have to say, you know, we're going through this rush now. The people, there's jobs. We can't get people. We can't get workers. It's very minimal compared to this broad scope of, of what the, the jobs bill would do for America and for Americans. And, you know, we're talking about years to come, grandchildren, you know, you know, maybe children's grandchildren will have the benefit of this stuff that's being done now in the, in the two legislators, the House of the Legislation, to get something for the, working, the American people to be back on our own ground, be strong again, and never mind make America great again. That's bull****. This is actually doing it. You know, you, you, you know, pardon my, like, I don't know if I'm going to bleep them, but, uh, you know, this, this is actually doing it. This is not talk. You know, I don't, I don't know one mind that was reopened or anything else when that kind of talk was going on. What I see here is actual jobs being not only created because of the superstructure, but be created because of the jobs that'll be here making this stuff for solar, for clean air. 
you know, it's just there's just so many potentials here, but that has to be the and 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 Joe, we've heard every president in our time talk about infrastructure. This is the time. This is that close. And if we can get those two houses together, we'll we'll have this country turned around on a top. It'll be fantastic. And I hope that it happens this time because if not, I may not see it happen. Who knows? So, uh, having said all that, I, I hope that's positive, not negative. By the way, uh, by I the do. way, Pat, by the way, just before you transition to finish up the show on the details about the parade, yes, you will get beeped on that, but that's okay. I love it. Okay. <laughs> well, listen. The truth is, I was never a priest, so I, I can't. <laughs> no worries. I can't help myself sometimes. But anyway, that's okay. And and, and as long as the context is still there, we care. That's that's what matters. But. So on a brighter side, I think that's on a brighter side because, you know, things have just been a hard time uh, coming back to, to what we always knew was norm. And I guess, as people say, there'll be no, you know, the norm is now the new norm, whatever that is. But, you know, a year ago, uh, we did not have a Labor Day parade. It was the first break in my almost 20 years here we've had it, that had a, had a break. Uh, we tried to do it virtually. I think, uh, you know, for for us folks that are not that virtual, uh, we tried to do it virtually, and I think we did a decent job just to keep the connect going. We had quite a few people, you know, get on and speak for Labor Day. But there's nothing like being out there together at Labor Day. And, you know, this has been a little bit of a, uh, a, a I guess, a test because, uh, first, can we do it? And if we can do it, how are we going to do it? Uh, even though we've been doing this parade almost like a rubber stamp for the last 20 years, at least since I've been here, with uh, over 60 unions in the last time we marched, and, a, you know, a great time down at the Great Plaza. So we had to decide, can we do it? Who's in business still? An awful lot of people went out of business through the pandemic time. And uh, so, you know, Joan here and, and the other folks in the office here, they just got together So you know, when I had many unions call me and say, we're going to have it, we're going to have it. So we're going to have a Labor Day parade. We're going to have the 34th annual Labor Day parade. It's going to be on Labor Day, our day. Uh, we've had uh, numerous meetings about how we do this. We've asked everybody to wear a mask. I know that sounds odd. In fact, what I said at one meeting was instead of having fancy T-shirts, let's have fancy masks. But we want everybody to respect each other. And, and, you know, if the unions can call out folks who have vaccination and folks that don't, if they can do that, that's up to them. Uh, everything is outside, and we will start at uh, 8 o'clock uh, getting together down at the Sheet Metal Hall on, on Columbus Boulevard. Local 19 has been our great host for all these years that I've been here. They've been fantastic. Uh, the police do a great job because we are right at the foot of an, 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 uh, I-95 exit. They do a great job putting the vehicles and everything together. And so uh, it may not be as big. Some folks uh, may elect not to march. Some folks may elect to march and not go to the plaza. But what we're trying to do is is bring back our Labor Day parade, bring back our, our uh, solidarity, if you will. The theme is going to be past the PRO Act, past the JOBS Act. That's what we're looking for. There may or may not be some real prominent VIPs here. I don't know. I, we've been asked by Washington, uh, both by the labor side and by the political side and folks around here, are we going to have it? The answer is we have Labor Day. The, uh, we went through the city hall. Mayor has uh, said that we're able to do it. You're not closing the city down. So uh, we go and we're going to have a Labor Day parade. I want folks to be part of it if they can. If they feel they don't want to, that's certainly something that we certainly will respect. 
But at the very least, we're asking everybody wear a mask. I think it'll look neat, along with their other regalia. You know, if they're some kind of political statement or something like that, they can have it on the mask. And uh, we we expect to have a a day. It's our day. It's Workers' Day. It's the day to, to set aside in this country for people who go to work every day with their hands and, and minds. And uh, uh, so I'm hoping folks will come out and take a look. Take a look at us pretty people marching down the street with our, with our, uh, uh, you know, our, our different regalia and, and whatever else we have. Different unions will have different things in their floats and what have you. And we want to have drill teams. And so it's going to be as close as we possibly can to having a normal Labor Day. And uh, I just hope folks appreciate uh, wasn't it wasn't put together without a lot of consternation and caring, but we really feel strongly that Labor Day is the only day we uh, we strut our stuff, so to speak, and stand up for labor working people publicly. And so, Joe, uh, we're going to have a Labor Day. Oh, the good stuff, Pat. I love it. Uh, I'm sitting here smiling, listening. Good stuff. 34th annual Labor Day parade. Labor Day in 2021 is Monday. September 6th, as Pat said, festivities get underway at 8 a.m. Sheet Metal Workers Local 19 Union Hall, 1301 South Columbus Boulevard. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition of the President's Hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. On behalf of the vacationing J-Doc, and of course our host, the President, Pat Eiding, I'm Joe Krause. See you at the Labor Day parade, everybody. Is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.